The following episode is part of the Pop Culture Cult Network. Good evening, cult members, and welcome to the Pop Culture Cult. I'm Sean. I'm Janice. This is episode... <laughs> Hundred and something. Yeah, something. We stopped counting because I ran out of fingers and toes. Uh, <laughs> we did not do an episode last week. Uh, we uh, have been updating or upgrading our equipment, and we had a long and involved, sometimes with hammers, um, experience with updating our modem router it was it it was all cocks it was the yeah (laughs) they didn't know what they were doing (laughs) even though i told them what they should be doing Uh, so by the time we got it done we were both uh pretty much done and called it a night and uh and then josh and i recorded rebel files so we got back on the cart there but we we're actually going to talk about some of the san diego comic-con stuff later on uh, mostly the Marvel stuff, but um, but we'll 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 cover some other things that we wanted to do this week. Um, that's right, Gryffindor's in the house. For those of you on the podcast feed, I'm wearing a Gryffindor shirt, repping the correct houses. Whatever. Don't be a <laughs> hater. Ravenclaw's better. It's just not Slytherin. Uh, <laughs> let's get into this week's show. Um. It was reported today. There's not a ton of news. Let's start off with that because <laughs> uh, San Diego was five days, four days of news dropping. All the news. All the news. And then Monday and Tuesday, they did started. They they did all the non comic book kind of based news. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dropped we, a couple of trailers and, and uh, we got uh, we got uh, uh, won't you be my neighbor? Um, what's uh, the the boy? No, wait, I I have. <laughs> <laughs> Notes. Uh, Zombieland two and Gemini Man all last week. They don't really have a place at San Diego, so that kind of all makes sense. Um, but um, surprisingly, we got news today that it chapter two is going to be two hours and forty five minutes. Yay! <laughs> cool. I, I I am not shocked by this news one bit. No, how much was how long was the last one? Like two, two like two or five or yeah. two ten or something like that. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, if you've seen the book, it's it's seven and a half inches thick. I mean, it's 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 a million and a half pages, give or take a million. A million. Uh, that's close. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it makes sense. It's going to be a long movie. Well, and it's the second one, right? So they like they got to wrap it all up. So maybe they. Got in there and realized they can't wrap it all up in two hours. Yeah, they, and the, 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 the trailer's been awesome. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. And cool. the director's cut on the Blu-ray is already going to be three hours plus. So For two? For it, chapter two, yeah. All right. So that's pretty. So then they <laughs> they cut a bunch of stuff. They that, cut a bunch of stuff, right. Which may, could mean it could be even scarier. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to sleep for a month. Oh, my um, God. One of the things we did talk about a couple weeks ago was the Irishman, uh, the Martin Scorsese movie that we thought would never see. Well, it came out that it is going to open up New York Film Festival, 
which is from September 27th to October 13th in the NYC. Uh, so they're going to start the film festival. It's not Telluride. It's not Cannes or Cons or whatever, however they pronounce it. Um, uh, it's not TIFF, the Toronto International Film Festival. Yeah. But it's like the next tier down. Okay. And them getting the Irishman is actually kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, but um, we are actually, we actually have a date where I'll be out in the world and then it comes out in Netflix shortly thereafter. Okay. So, All right. All right. We'll see. Two years plus we've been hearing about this movie. <laughs> better be, it better be worth it. Right? Because, <laughs> goddamn. Martin, get your shit together. Uh, and somehow Leo's not in it. Uh, well, he was busy. He was not doing anything for a while. And then they talked about it today on Collider Live. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which we're going to review here next, was his first movie that he was actually in in four years. Since Revelant? Revenant. 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 Yeah. Well, you know, that was probably a pretty... I mean, he kind of got into that role, right? He well, lost some weight and grew out a beard and, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of well, dramatic. He was, and, like, he, he had, like, two or three movies coming out. Like, the four or five The four years before that, he had, like, three movies a year coming out and not really taking a break. And none of that was big, like, tentpole franchise movies. Yeah. Uh, and they did Revenant and said, I'm going to take a break. And then somehow got an Oscar for that one and not some of the other ones he was in. <laughs> uh, but he was in a Quentin Tarantino movie called Django. Uh, the D is silent. Uh, but <laughs> the Django. The Django. Uh, so Quentin Tarantino's new movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, came out this last week. It opened for $40 million, which is Quentin's biggest opening ever. Wow. Which is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we are going to do a short review, spoiler free, and I say spoiler free because there's there's stuff that could happen that it, it, it there's some there's some spoilery kind of stuff that could happen. Right. That, that we don't want to. Yeah. We don't want to get it too deep into it. Right. But we do want to talk overall about how it how we felt about it. So, uh, how did you, uh, without spoiling it? How do you feel overall with the movie now that we've had a couple of days to kind of let it sit? Oh, I, I, I still like it. I probably like it even more. Right. <laughs> like I might want to see it again, but that's a three hour commitment. I'm not sure I'm ready to make right at this moment because right. <laughs> we have other things to do. But um, I, you know, I mean, I think we own all the Quentin movies except Jackie Brown. Yeah. I think that's the only one that we. And Death Proof, but it's kind of a. Yeah, yeah. It, it was kind of something different, so. Yeah, well, I mean, I like I like it, but. Um, I'm shaking my head yes for the podcast, people. I keep forgetting you're there. <laughs> um, but we still love you anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, you know, those are, like, if we find them at Zia, we'll, we'll totally buy them. But we, we own most of the Quentin movies, so I'm sure that we'll be buying it. And we can sit in the luxury and comfort of our own home and watch it over and over and over again. Uh, but, yes. uh, you know, it's Quentin. So there's always stuff that you don't catch the first or fifth or 10th time. Yeah. Uh, the music was amazing. Uh, if you have seen it 
or not. I mean, there's nothing spoilery about the music, but no. uh, Spotify has kind of a channel set up, and they've got um, the music and then the 50-minute uh, podcast with Quentin. Um, I, I haven't wa- I haven't listened to it, so I don't know who does the the actual who the who the interview moderator right. interviewer. There you go. Is um, if it's part of another you know podcast or something, right, but right. Um, yeah. So you can go to Spotify and check out the music. Um, it was very much Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's yeah. a it is a homage to. The late 60s, 60s, early 70s, 60s L.A. specifically, yeah. not necessarily the Hollywood scene, although that is uh, the backdrop to everything that's going on. But it's very yeah. much an homage to that that time period. Uh, and and I really appreciated that. Like I appreciated uh, there. I'm, I'm, it's a tiny, tiny little spoiler. They closed Sunset Boulevard and filmed with the cars and the yeah. people and stuff like that on Sunset Boulevard. I don't think that's a spoiler. I've seen uh, I've seen pictures. There's been pictures, and I mean, yeah. it was I think it was in the trailer a little bit too. But um, uh, and they redid the storefronts. I mean, you know, yeah, obviously they, that the, that stuff doesn't look like that anymore. Yeah, was, uh, um, and the uh, what is the name of that cemetery where everybody's buried? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something acres or something. Um, they do a drive by like. Uh, Brad Pitt is on the freeway on like, I don't know, the five or something. Take <laughs> a freeway name. And, and well, and he drives by that um, cemetery and there's like last time I drove by there, you, you know, they pretty much can't bury anybody else in right, there because it's, so it's full. full. Uh, and there was all kinds of space. <laughs> and I was like, cause I pointed to it, but I was like, I'm not going to, but I'm like, Oh my God. And then he's on the freeway and there's like, five other cars on the freeway. Right. I'm just right, giggling. Right. I was like, wh- where's all the people? Oh yeah. This is, there was almost a, 50 years, over 50, no, 50 years ago. There was a Ferrari, uh, it's a 285 GT. Oh, that Sharon Tate's driving around in. No, no, that was, oh, was the, a Porsche. That, it, that was the Porsche. Yeah. There was a, like a $20 million Ferrari sitting there. There was like a, uh, like a eighty thousand dollar Jag XKE sitting there, like like there was like some, yeah. and then there was like this Beetle clunker of a uh, of a VW Rabbit, you yeah, know, whatever, yeah, whatever, and whatever some, it was, some VW buses and stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah, they definitely they had the car thing down. Yeah, there was. I mean, we're totally talking about the aesthetics of that because that's really well, the only thing we could talk about. <laughs> yeah, because we can't. Uh, Brad Pitt takes his shirt off. Um, Leonardo X. In a movie, in a movie. Uh. So Brad Pitt uh, might get an Oscar nomination for this movie uh, because of what happens the last probably 25 minutes of the movie. That whole scene. Uh, oh, some of the, st- uh, the stuff leading up to it, too. Stuff leading up to it. He's, he's really good. Like, yeah. really good. And Leo is really good. And and you forget that those two are like top like top of the the, the pillar actors. Yeah, they just don't you just don't think about them as big boy actors because they're not in they're not Meryl Streep or 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 uh, 
Tom Hanks or whatever who are getting nominated and winning yeah. all the time for things. And they're just and not they're just, people that you see. They're not actors that are out being seen unless they're pimping a movie because they have to, right. right? But they're not like like uh, the Oscars or the Golden Globes or whatever. If they're not, you know, there's a lot of actors and actresses that will show up to those things that actually don't have any vested interest. They're just they're just there to be seen, and yeah. you never like Leo. You never see. I saw <laughs> when Leo was taking his hiatus. I saw him. Uh, on boats in the Caribbean with yeah. tons of hot chicks because he's Leo in the Caribbean with on a boat full of hot chicks because <laughs> I can't. Uh, again, we're like off the rails about this review. Um, I, I think overall, I I really like it. Uh, it's uh, it's full Quentin, but uh, I will say differently than what we've seen in the past. Yeah. There's um, I, we will spend lots more time talking about what I saw in this movie. Maybe in another week, uh, maybe we'll come back around to it and have another conversation about uh, maybe a full, quote unquote, spoilerly kind of conversation. Mostly because of what I want to talk about is is the way he actually did a lot of the different things and how he shot it and the order and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And to talk about that, to give the details, is giving away what happens. And so I don't want to necessarily do that. But I do want to give it a score. Okay. I'm going to say a four. I'm four to five right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, maybe that might actually might go up a little bit, but yeah. yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we also this weekend spent uh, Saturday into Sunday morning watching the boys on Amazon <laughs> prime. We did a full review of that. I will tag that to the end of this video. It's on the YouTube channel for those of you on the podcast feed. We did a full non-spoiler review on that. The boys is a comic, uh, from dynamite comics that is been made by Amazon prime. They've already been up for season two. I have tons of questions about the, what they're going to do in season two now. Uh, but we really liked it. Spoilers for our review, but I go check that out. It'll be, where you can find it and stuff. Andy Circus is in the running to direct Venom 2. There's no transition from voice to Venom 2. So, <laughs> they're coming books. Uh, so, he directed something else, right? Uh, Mwah Deep. Um, Mogwai? Mogwai. Mogwai, and it was not well received, correct? Uh, it was not well received because it came out. Uh, after the other Jungle Book, the, the right. John Favre one, and, and it was dark. It was super, like super dark. Like yeah. everybody said, that, like from what I heard of it, that people who actually did see it said it was really well done. It was just a really dark version of that story, and people didn't want to see that, which I understand. Uh, but a lot mm-hmm. of it was mocap, and so that was yeah, that makes sense for him. I I don't know, you know, in Hollywood, you're you're judged on your last project, Whatever right? Whatever you did so, last. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, we'll see. I, I just, I like that he's getting some recognition. The Academy won't give him an Oscar for, for the his mocap. His stuff. mocap. Yeah. yeah. So the, the other two else, that were in the, are, are in the running right now, or at least have been in the talks, um, is Rupert Wyatt, who did rise of the planet of the apes. 
uh, and uh, Travis Knight who did Bumblebee. Yeah. So those are both the, all three of those are actually really interesting picks and different and very different. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I like each of them for their different, like kind of thought processes and like how they're going to, what they're going to bring to it. Um, who was it that did a uh, Ruben flat Fletcher did the first one and he was set to do the second one, but they've kind of, Dried their feet and things. The timing is off now. Yeah. And he's finishing up Zombieland 2. And they want to start... Sony wants to start production in November. And and he's Ruben's like, I need a break. And so they're working on somebody. I like all three of these choices. I wouldn't be upset with any of them. Uh, as much as I wasn't a huge fan of the Venom movie, I, I would like to see more in that universe. And maybe rewatching the movie with some fresh eyes would be an interesting. Yeah. And I think, I think Travis Knight is an interesting pick because like, I think both of us were like, if the rest of the movie had been what it, what the last 20 minutes was, we would have been totally in. Cause yeah. it was kind of almost the buddy cop. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The bickering and, back and forth. Yeah. And the, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Travis Knight seems like, he and might he kind of good... did that in Bumblebee. Yeah, that's, Bumblebee why, yeah, that's it, what and, I'm and, thinking. And, yeah, so I think that would be really kind of a cool, interesting way of doing that. Yeah. And I'm not even opposed to um, Rupert Wyatt. I really like the rise of the first one, the rise of the Planet of the Apes. But that one's much more of an intellectual kind of think about it. Kind of, it's it's yeah, it's rise, war. War is the last one. I can't remember. Anyways, uh, but it's I I I like the I like the idea of Travis Knight with the buddy cop and actually just lean yeah. into the comedy. Hell with it. Just bring in Edgar Wright and go full Edgar Wright on <laughs> Venom too. Why not? I think Edgar likes to do his own thing. He does. Not although I just read something that uh, there is a script. Uh, there's a, a finished script and a title for Baby Driver Two. Hmm with everybody coming back and, and, and Edgar directing yeah. it and writing it and stuff. That's interesting because of the theories around the end of baby driver. And that one of the theories is, okay, this movie's a year and a half old. Right. So spoilers, spoilers, spoilers or whatever. Um, that everything that happens in the end where, baby gets out and um, I don't remember the girl's name. Deborah. Yeah. Deborah um, is, is <laughs> standing there, you know, next to the car and they get in the car and they take off that that is just a dream dream sequence. Yeah. And uh, so, so yeah, I'll I see. I, I, I don't care. I'll, <laughs> it's Edgar Wright. I, I don't care what Edgar Wright does. If he, he does a full on, Gore fest horror movie. I'm going to go see it. Edgar Wright's one of my favorite directors. Yeah. Let's talk about Deadpool. Let's talk about Deadpool, uh, baby. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work as well. Um, this will lead us into the Hall H, a little bit of the Hall H conversation. Uh, it's the Hall H has been kind of covered by everybody, so we'll just talk about it in passing. But uh, I'm going to say this: Ryan Reynolds is a clickbait asshole. <laughs> He posted a picture yesterday of uh, his yarn chart of, uh, and actually he had the caption was uh, investigation heading into year five, or as I call it, phase five. Uh, the point is, I love a good cons cons conspiracy yarn. 
hashtag league anniversary. And it was the five-year anniversary yesterday of the test footage being released at Comic-Con, at San Diego Comic-Con, of them showing what they could do with Deadpool. And it was the freeway scene where he's drawn the Ajax with the crayon and yeah, stuff and, yeah. and, and listening yeah. uh, to TLC. And, uh, and so that was leaked, leaked by someone random. It was Ryan. And... Uh, <laughs> And so the, the picture has been kind of modified from the original one. Uh, and there's been some added things and different things added, you know, removed and stuff. But the, the thing was heading into year five, or as I call it, phase five. Right. So like, like marble, marble, mar- marble, phase phase five. Five. Uh, Fahey has already said, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Uh, or as Christian Harloff said the other day, if it's not fixed, don't break it. <laughs> um, they said he has also said that rated R is on the table, and they've also said they possibly have an idea what to do with Deadpool within the MCU. So all the X Force stuff that they were working on and all that kind of stuff is out the window because that's all part of the old um, Fox deal. But, well, they're all dead anyway, so. Well, yeah, except for Sky Cyclops and Teenage Mutant Ninja Sonic Warhead. Oh, okay. I was thinking of the people that were jumping out of the plane with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's okay. the, yeah, that X-Force. All right. That ended badly. So, okay, let's talk about this for a second. Ryan Reynolds is straight out telling everybody Deadpool's in Phase 5. Well, yeah, pretty much. To yeah. follow after the announcements of Phase 4 in San Diego at the panel last weekend, at the end, Fahey said, we don't even have time to talk about Captain Marvel 2, Black Panther 2, um, Fantastic Four, and The Mutants. He didn't say X-Men. He said The Mutants. Right. And Deadpool falls in that category. And there's already a ton of stuff. Because uh, we were watching, was that Batman Beyond or was that Batman Bat- Beyond last last night? The, last yeah. night, and uh, and and uh, Kevin was going through the schedule, the little poster thing that they released. Yeah. And there's like every six months, there's something coming out, there whether is, it's in the movies or TV. Ten, there's ten shows and, and or movies. I say it that way because of. Some of them are connecting with each other. Yeah. They actually, they all connect with each other, but there's some direct connections with some of them. Um, there's 10 between the beginning of 2020 and the end of 2021. Right. So where are they going to fit all that stuff in? So I think D23, they will lay out, maybe not like what they did at San Diego, with here's the schedule of what's coming, Yeah. but more of, uh, okay, we told you what phase four is. Here's what phase five is. Phase five is blade. It's going to be rated R. It's going to be Deadpool three. It's going to be rated R. They're going to do something funky and set up mutants. And right. But I'm saying like captain America, captain Marvel or captain Marvel, captain America. Well, captain Marvel and, and, uh, black Panther two, where are they fitting those in? Yeah, yeah. I, they need to happen soonish, uh, and they have to happen soonish. And there's things like, like 
they need to start production on if they're going to start in let's say uh, they're looking at Captain Marvel at, for a spring 2023. This, they're already working on the script and they need to get into production that here. Like, like that seems long. Like I don't know because that would be it came out the beginning of this year, right? Yeah. So that would be four years in between. Uh, 19, 20, 21, 20, yeah, 22, 20, yeah. 23, that's four 22, years. Yeah. So they're going to go four years, and then and Black Panther came out last year. Yeah. So they're going to go five years in between? Yeah. That you're going to lose gonna, your momentum. Unless they're going to have them have Captain Marvel and Black Panther show up in something like The Eternals. Or, yeah, I don't or, know. Or you're going to do something like Black Panther's going to be the one who introduces Shang-Chi in the Shang-Chi movie or, you know. It's yeah, like, but I, it just feels like a guest appearance isn't going to be enough. Yeah. You, Black Panther was gigantic. Yeah. It opened up a whole bunch of doors and minds and eyes and, you know, and, and won awards. And you're going to wait four or five years to bring in another one yeah. that just seems, I, it seems I it's, yeah i'm not i'm not arguing the point i but uh, this is one of the things i'm having a problem with with people talking about on on online is that they're all like you know i don't know how this is all going to happen and i i'm really nervous about the tv shows nothing has been shown where kevin feige and marvel studios have failed us right some some things haven't been to the the level that we wanted Thor, although I still think Thor, Thor the Dark World is much more important now than it used to be, but it's not nearly as good as some of the other stuff. Um, and, you know, we got in humans, which I don't think was anybody's really fault at Marvel Studios. I just think that they tried something. They tried an experiment and it didn't work. And, 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 but I, everything they have done, every decision they have made has been amazing. Right. And why people are like, oh my God, I just don't trust them about what they're going to be able to do. How do you not trust them? There's 23 movies out there that have been amazing. Okay. Maybe a couple that weren't amazing. They were just okay. Yeah. We got 23 movies out there that changes the, the face of, of movie making as we know it. And oh, by the way, in the top 10 of all time movies, there's like six of them. Yeah. So don't tell me people aren't going to see these things. And so just I, I trust. I, I have full trust. Right. I will have full trust until you do four or five in a row and go full DC. Yeah. You know, and, yep. and, and but at this point in time, I, everything they're gonna put out, I'm gonna go out and watch it as soon as I possibly can and, and get out it. So Yeah. Uh Absolutely. the only other thing that I really wanted to talk about was um, the story that came out about Mahershala Ali. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Um he called Kevin Feige, and Kevin Feige said, um, if a two-time Oscar winner calls you, you answer the phone. <laughs> and Mahershala um, said, I want to do Blade. And uh, Kevin said, uh, well, we will figure that out. And it wasn't, it wasn't Marvel Studios and Feige going to Mahershala. It was the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, and he's actually been on this wanting to do Blade for several years, and the idea of 
someone of his caliber of acting, but also, and this is going to sound really weird, also his age. He's in his early 50s. Is he really? Yeah. And so, um, uh, so the idea of having an older blade who's been through all the stuff, yeah, um, and 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 also having him be within the MCU universe, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe universe, um, <laughs> not the Vegemite, but having him being like on the street kind of person, and then something big happens. Like the Eternals, something happens in the Eternals or whatever, and now we have vampires and and so, you know all kinds of like weird stuff. So just bringing somebody like that who's on the lower levels of the fight compared to what we've had is going to be really kind of interesting. Yeah, and I'm well, super and excited. They go to space, which is kind of what they've been saying. Everybody's been saying that the Marvel Universe is going into space. He yeah. could be the more of the still here on planet earth fighting the whatever the the talk has been um you have you have um the tv series are all going to be on you know on earth you got spider-man who's going to be on earth and then everything else is probably going to go out right and and then and then eventually what the big thing will be is probably Galactus will be end of phase five yeah, or phase the new six big bad and be, yeah. be, 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 be bad and, and then they'll come up now kind of push their body back yep so. yep so that's our we'll we'll have a full-on more more discussion about marvel i think as we get um after d23 so we'll let you know about all how all that breaks out that's our show this week let us know what you thought in the comments be nice that is a requirement uh <laughs> please like this video help us out by subscribing to the video the the video feed of your choice the podcast feed of your choice that you're listening to us that helps us every click there helps us uh with sponsorships and everything like that yep uh just uh patreon we have a patreon going social media stuff all that stuff is in the description i'm tired <laughs> it's just been a thing and until next time good afternoon cult members good evening cult members good morning thank you hello cult members like what you've heard on this podcast then please subscribe and follow us here you can also find us on Facebook at the Pop Culture Cult. We're on Instagram at Pop Culture Cult One, and we're on Twitter at Pop underscore Cult One. We're also on YouTube at Pop Culture Cult, and on the Stardust app under Pop Culture Cult. Please help us by liking, following, and subscribing to everything we have. This helps us build a bigger and better cult of pop culture. Uh-huh.